Hey, y'all. Welcome to Latte and Laundry. I'm Suzanne Bilodeau, and I am so honored to be with you here as we navigate motherhood, wifehood, sisterhood, and everything in between. This is a podcast for my fellow imperfect people who want to grow in greater communion with our most perfect God. So join me and my friends as we laugh, cry, dive deep, and explore with one another as we journey towards stilling our souls while moving our world. Welcome back, my lovely friends, to another episode here at Latte and Laundry. And if you are new here, you are so welcome. I It's honestly such a delight for me to journey alongside um, all of you guys as we kind of figure this thing out one little moment at a time, really trying to grow in greater union with our Lord as we're like navigating this hard but beautiful life. So I'm Suzanne, your fellow mama, fellow um, friend, fellow sister in Christ, fellow imperfect person who is really um, just trying to navigate this life in a way where I can best love our Lord. And through my love for him, I can be an outpouring of that love for my husband, for my kiddos, for all my friends and and family members. And I know I'm going to do it really messy, really imperfectly as we all are. Um, So if you're looking for a place of encouragement (laughs) and rest, I hope, hope, hope you'll find it here. But I am sitting in my living room right now after I just got five out of the six kids to bed. Um, my husband took our oldest out on it. He, he takes her out on an annual like big date night away. Um, and what she plans to do with all our girls, all of our other three girls are, are still itty bitty, but he plans on doing that with our other girls as well. So, and I just like was putting the kids to bed and running through the dinnertime routine and doing all these things and just felt so overwhelmed and inspired to come on here and talk to you guys about, Um, something that's just on my heart, but before I open us up, let me go give us our Bible verse tonight, which is Ephesians 4.26, and it says, uh, 4.26 and 4.27, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Okay, you guys, (laughs) as I was, um, having a night, um, preparing as I was doing the dinner time routine, knowing my hubby wasn't going to be home to help out with the bedtime routine. I started just thinking through my own experience with bedtime and many mama friends I know. Um, we are we often have different things going on in our community and our friend groups and sometimes the hubbies will get together um, to meet for this um, these these big like Catholic men's events that they host um, once a year and they'll have maybe monthly or bi-monthly meetings and the meetings are always held late um, in the evening like 8 30 and 9 o'clock they don't start their meetings at 6 or 7 which might be more reasonable for their exhausted hard-working selves but they start at 8 30 or 9 and it's always this like almost this understanding that's because us mamas need the support for the dinner bedtime shuffle. And I really started thinking about how much, as I was like getting my my younger five upstairs and ready for bed and getting kids in baths and showers and 
did you tea did you uh, brush your teeth and go pee and put on your jammies and you know the routine of everything <laughs> you're trying to make sure is accomplished while I'm holding my typically somewhat um, overexhausted and fussy one year old or almost one year old on my hip. Um, I just started really thinking through, gosh, why is there such a depleting exhaustion with regards to bedtime? And then I started thinking through earlier in the day how I knew my hubby was not going to be home for dinner bedtime. And I started to feel my heart start to race as if I was going to have anxiety about managing all of it all on my own. And I just need to pause here and give a huge shout out to my single mom friends here, to my mom friends who have children, one, two, five, or 10, who maybe whose husband work late hours, work the evening shift, or travel a lot, and are often frequently doing the bedtime shuffle on your own. You, my friends, are heroes. (laughs) I mean that. And I was thinking through it and realizing that I I know I am not alone in this. You see all these sitcom jokes or things about wrestling your kids to bed and, and um, almost wanting to um, bribe your kids to make sure they stay in their rooms and it's this long-going affair of the bedtime routine. And I've been in seasons before and I'm not in one now, but it just made me want to get on here and talk about the fact that I've been in seasons before where bedtime was my most dreaded part of the night and to the point where I just at the end of the day quite frankly I go through seasons where at the end of the day I'm just exhausted it's been a long day I played really hard or I cleaned really hard or I taught school very hard or I disciplined very hard I cooked I did all the things I'm exhausted And I'll tell you guys right now in a season of having a 13-year-old and an almost one-year-old, I have someone up as early as 5.30 every day and others not going to bed until oftentimes at least 10.30 at night. So my time of quiet reprieve is few and far between. Now, this is not a podcast. I talk about all the time that I don't get of quiet (laughs) restoration because that could be a whole other podcast. And I do actually do a lot that I work out with my kids and with my husband to try to ensure that I am um, refilling my cup so that I can pour myself out for our family. But this is just to say that on a day-to-day, I'm often just exhausted. And I've gone through seasons where I am just looking at the clock, ready to get everybody quickly in the room. Let's hurry it up. And I don't know about you guys, but when you're, when you're in this state of let's just hurry it up, let's get the baths done quickly. Um, yes, I'm snapping here. <laughs> quickly get the baths done or get the teeth brushed or whatever it is. Everybody in your bed, I love you. Give you a quick blessing, a quick prayer and good night. And, uh, and usually when I operate out of that mode, my body is hasteful. My energy is tense. There is a lack of beauty and freedom and instead there's a tight dark cloud over all of us because mama is rushing us all to bed. And I haven't been in that season as much lately, but I was thinking through heavily this idea that I heard on another podcast and I wish I could give the person credit, um, but I can't because I can't remember where I heard it because it's been a really long time since I first listened to this. And it led my husband and I to having some serious conversations about our bedtime routine. And I heard someone talking about 
that they learned that no matter what their days look like, they always wanted to end their day with the cherry on top. And it really impacted the way that I looked at bedtime. So that no matter how much how intense the the scene was unfolding before bedtime, whether it was mayhem after dinner chores or kids fighting or someone getting sick or someone rushing to accomplish this task or that task, that we needed to ensure that at the end of the day, we are securing our babies, our children in love, giving them that security and reassurance of the beauty and the gift of our family. And that's not to say that we're just going to dote on them and love on them and they can run amok and run wild and not stay in the rooms and we don't have to have structure or bedtime or discipline. No, all that stuff is super critical. But it's honestly about letting go of that energy within ourselves that wants to just get it over with or rush through. And maybe many of my listeners here don't struggle with this. Maybe you guys are um, much further along on this journey than I had been where you have a real ease and a, a peace about you with regards to the bedtime routine. But I'll be completely honest and vulnerable here. I think especially as a homeschooling mama, that has been something that I have struggled with. Less so in the last while, but it's definitely something that I've struggled with about pouring myself out so much during the day and wanting our days to look beautiful and adventurous and exploring and learning together imperfectly, um, never, never always smooth, but with this intentional love that by the end of the day, I'm like, all right, good. I need to be done with this. I need a mama needs a break. Everybody up in your room. And I can totally lose sight of the entire point in there. And it can often cause when I have, when I have had those days, it can often cause attention and overwhelming. Everybody feels rushed and the doors are slammed and get to bed and the baby's fussing. And ever since my husband and and I have had this talk about really ensuring that our kids go to bed with the sweet cherry on top. It's really allowed us to remember the point of it all, to remember what it is that God is calling us to, what it is that we are trying to accomplish in shepherding our children back to him. They have so much time at the end of the night. I remember when it was just my first few kids, one of my most precious and prized times wore the snuggle time in bed. Because that's when the kiddos could get real and say, Mama, did I tell you what happened today with so-and-so friend? Or tell me what their favorite uh, foods that we cook are. We just had a lot, of my, a lot of my getting to know my babies and getting to know my kids in an intimate way was often laying down in bed with them at night. And we still snuggle a ton, although it's gotten a lot less um, frequent or I just can't give it the same amount of time because now there's six of them and I can't lay for 20 minutes with each kid or this would be taking all evening. But there is such a beauty in treasured time and ease time and slowing into the bedtime routine. And as I was praying through this and remembering just this duty that we have as mamas to love our babies, it just had me reflecting on the point of everything, right? And I know I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on here before or not, but my spiritual director once told me that the only obligation you have, Suzanne, the only obligation you have to anyone 
is charity. That is love. And what that looks like could be driving your kids around to their sports activities. It could be getting up early to tend to work. It could be folding that laundry. It could be rubbing your husband's back after a long day of work. It could be disciplining and training your children up in the ways of our Lord. It could be teaching those lessons, waking up in the middle of the night with that fussy baby. It could be answering that phone call from a friend that you don't feel like you have the time to answer right now, but you know their heart so wants to talk. There's many ways in which we live out this obligation of charity to one another. And maybe, just maybe, one way in which we live out this obligation is through a gentleness of heart at bedtime. And I wanted to read this quote that I thought was so beautiful that um, I stumbled upon in the spiritual book that I was reading and talking about sanctity in our duties. Sanctity, which is the state or quality of being holy, sacred, or saintly, right? Like that's what sanctity is. And there was this whole um, section on the sanctity in our duties. And I wanted to read this quote, which says, the perfection of charity, right? Charity being our only obligation. The perfection of charity consists in the perfect conformity of our wills with the divine will. This divine will is expressed, first of all, in the commandments of God and the precepts of the church. Moreover, it is expressed in a more concrete and detailed way in the duties of my state and the various circumstances of my life. The duties, the duties of my state determine particularly how I must act in daily life so as to be always in conformity with divine will. God's will is also marked out for me by the circumstances of my life, whether important or not down to the smallest detail, health or sickness, poverty or wealth, aridity or interior consolation, success or failure, misfortunes, losses and struggles. From time to time, God asked me to fulfill special tasks of charity, patience, activity, or renouncement, detachment, submission, generosity, sacrifice. But everything is permitted by God. All is ordered by him for my sanctification. And then it goes on to give this quote by Benedict the 15th and says, Sanctity properly consists only in conformity to God's will expressed in a constant and exact, exact fulfillment of the duties of our state in life. You guys, <laughs> one of the parts of the duties of my state of life right now is honestly the bedtime shuffle is <laughs> exhausting and um, sometimes defeating or depleting as it may seem. That is part of my daily duty, especially for any of my fellow listeners who have young kids. The bedtime shuffle is part of our duty. Why not do it with a gracious heart? Why not do it with a stillness and a gentleness instead of a hasteful, rushed disposition, right? That is the duty, part of the duty of which call, God is calling us to here in now, in this evening. So for all my fellow listeners who might get overwhelmed with the bedtime shuffle or weary with the 
what feels like I always say, my husband and I always say it should take, really should only take 15 minutes, but somehow some evenings unravels into an hour or two hour affair. I praise you for the hard work you're doing. I encourage you for the love that you are pouring out to your little ones every evening. And maybe it's not a little one. Maybe your bedtime shuffle at the state of life is relaxing with a, a teenager or a young adult and being encouragement for their hearts before they fall asleep. Maybe it's a phone call with an adult child who just needs to pour out their hearts from a weary day or a weary season. I honestly believe that that bedtime shuffle will change in the seasons of our life. But there's something that is beautiful about being a gentle soul for our children, especially as they lay themselves to sleep at night. And my friends, I really want to help be a part of being, of my family having our evenings be the cherry on top of our day. And many a times, I was far from the cherry. If anything, I was scooping off the whipped cream, taking the sprinkles away, and melting all the ice cream by my hasteful disposition in the evening. So this is just a desire on my own heart to have our days end with a cherry on top so that they can lay their little heads down on their pillows with the security of our love. And I just want to wrap up that last quote I was reading from Benedict the 15th and I'll repeat it again. And it said, sanctity properly consists only in conformity to God's will expressed in a constant and exact fulfillment of the duties of our state in life. Sanctity, you guys, the state of being holy consists only in conformity to God's will, which is expressed in a constant and exact fulfillment of the duties of our state in life. And now, even though that's a very simple formula to holiness, right? It's not always easily done. And yet the author of this quote, which I don't really know, I'll be honest, at this time had said, wraps it up by saying, by this statement, confirms my knowledge that sanctity, or holiness, does not consist in doing extraordinary things, but is essentially reduced to the fulfillment of duty. Therefore, it is possible for me. And my friends, for all my fellow friends here who are very aware of our own shortcomings, our own sinful nature, our own broken and fallenness, there's a lot of hope in knowing that something so profound as holiness and sanctity can be accomplished through what seems like a very simple um, principle, which is essentially reduced to the fulfillment of duty. So I'm going to wrap us up here. I um, am hoping you all have a blessed week. As always, remember, if I haven't mentioned it recently, <laughs> if I haven't mentioned it recently, I still I think by the time this episode airs, I am still off um, social media accounts. Like every once in a while, I'll check my Facebook messages. But for the most part, I'm not even on Facebook. And I completely deactivated my Instagram account for Latte and Laundry um, by the promptings of the Holy Spirit last fall. Who knows if I'll be back on it anytime soon. So if you have, if you want to connect, if you want to reach out, I always, always love to hear from you guys at Suzanne at LatteAndLaundry.com. So let me close us up in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, I praise you for the gift of your love. I praise you for being 
charity yourself. And I ask you to bless all of my friends here, as well as my own heart, in remembering what our own simple obligation every day is, and that is charity itself, right? Help remind us that we don't need to do extra, grandiose, profoundly impressionable big things, but instead to live out our lives in ways in which we are constantly in pursuit of conforming our will towards yours. To accept every moment of our day that has been laid out in front of us as part of your divine will. And so that in these small, little, inobedient ways, we may be filled with your love and be able to pour out more easily our own charity onto those around us, especially our husbands and our children. I ask that you, you watch over us all, all of us mamas during our bedtime routines, so that we can be a beacon of your own light, a gentleness, and a grace for our own children's hearts, so they can taste and feel the security of our love, which should solely be a foretaste of your love itself. I ask all this in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, my lovely lady friends, (laughs) I hope you all have a blessed week, and I will be praying for you in spirit um, for the upcoming days with regards to your own bedtime routines and for the hearts and souls of the little ones in your home. All right, God bless y'all. Thank you.